Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 187 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Mandy Aurora. Mandy lives in London in the UK, and she works for a media agency that's been responsible for the COVID response in the UK. So Mandy has had quite a busy and, I mean, crazy. Is that the right word for it, Mandy? Intense, crazy. Intense. That's a good, better probably word. Intense, crazy, probably all the adjectives you could think of. Stressful. But thank you for doing that that work. But welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's nice to be here. It's been a long time. I feel like... I know. We scheduled it a long time ago, and then we had to reschedule it. (laughs) But thank you for being flexible with your timing. And so you know I like to start by asking, what brought you to intermittent fasting, and when was that? So I think 
I've definitely dabbled in the past for sure. I think I really started it probably in its truest form back to two and a half years ago, but certainly had dabbled in it before. But I think at that point I was still very much having a coffee in the morning with milk in it. And, oh, yeah. you know, I've got like these effervescent tablets, like vitamin tablets, and I would always like have one of those in the morning. So it wasn't ever like a true form of fasting. Mm-hmm. And it was harder, wasn't it? You know, I remember back when I was a dabbler and before I even understood what a fast really was and definitely not the clean fast, it was harder when you were a dabbler and having yeah. the things that really break the fast and you don't didn't realize it until you would stop because it was so hard. Yeah, exactly that. And I, I probably, it, and I probably then just was always hungry, you know? Right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, now I don't really feel that hungry. Well, I do. Exactly. The, the exercise I do, but I don't feel... I know that if I, as soon as I break my fast, I immediately feel hungrier, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. I, it does. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so I, dab- I definitely dabbled it in parts. And then there was kind of lots of things going on. But then um, I was talking to a family friend and she was talking about it again. I said, well, I've done it before. It didn't really work. It worked a bit. She was like, well, you know, you've got to be really strict with it. You've really got to give it a go properly you've got to not have anything apart from any black coffee and then I, I mean you've heard this a million times but the black coffee for me was like a, just a, nope a, not no, doing no. it look I'm drinking mine right now y'all the audience can't see it but here's my coffee mug I've got got my black coffee right now because I am in the morning here of course it's yes it's America it's, it's 9 a.m what time is it there uh just on two in the afternoon okay so yeah in the afternoon but I love I mean like, I love a milky coffee it's like it's yeah. my thing right so that and that thing I'm actually to be fair my husband has drunk black coffee for a while but I just I couldn't do it I was like no 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 and then I just kind of bite the bullet and was like hey I've just got to do this. hold your nose you drink the coffee yeah <laughs> and, and and eventually you adjusted right you, yeah absolutely you, you totally adjust and so I was like oh, I can get past that barrier then I think I'm there. So I kind of did that for a couple of weeks and then and then really got into it and, you know, started off probably fairly light, 16, 18 hours. Um, and as the time went on, really kind of built on that. But as that time went on, I also, as we, know, as we went into the pandemic as well, I started to then get into the, the exercise kind of side of things. So, you know, we'll come on to it, but I, you know, eventually had to find a balance because I was doing these quite intense workouts and then fasting for 20 to 22 hours a day and it just I don't think it was working I think I was trying to cram too much food in at one point I think that's important to say um and and we can explore that because we're in a world where more is more right you know, you were, you started off gently 16, 18 hours. That was feeling good. Then you gradually extended your fasting. You were fasting, what, 22 hours, you said? Yeah, and then, you know, that just leaves you a small window, and you were exercising intensely. Like, what kind of exercise? Explain to us what, what that means, exercising intensely. So, obviously, all the gyms were shut here. I had, you know, I've, I've struggled with my weight for most of, you know, my, my adult life, I, I would say. And... You know, I'd, in terms of like exercise, I'd done a few things here and there. I, you know, occasionally joined the gym. I'd gone to some classes, but I'd never really found something that worked for me long term. And we've got a lady in the US. Um, I'm not sure if I'll name her or not, but I probably won't name her. But she has like um, she has an app essentially. You can and, name her. Okay, so her name's Courtney Black, and she um, okay. she has an app, and she and I, I think I found her on Instagram. And she, okay, 
started doing these workouts over lockdown because you know she was her, she was launching an app that was meant to be gym based, and then right. we went into lockdown, so she had to kind of she pivoted. She had to pivot right to yeah. home workouts. And when I first looked at them and tried to do them, I, I couldn't do them. But yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't do them too fast, too intense. Couldn't do them, so I just started off with anything at that point. So I was doing like a 20, 30 minute just like hit session every day, and you know, starting to walk a bit. And then about four months later, I thought, okay, let me try Courtney again. I kind of built my, you know, my endurance, endurance yep. up a bit, um, and started with her, and found that I could actually start to do stuff better. And then she does, and she and she puts a workout out every day, and she's got different trainers that she's got on the app as well. And my journey with that has been, it's been just over a year, and I started off with these um, small two kilogram weights. I go all the way up to ten kilograms, and I've just bought wow. myself, I've just bought myself a thirty kg kettlebell. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, a kettlebell. I don't. I don't know where my kettlebell is. I had a kettlebell. That that's a great workout, right? So I, I, you know, obviously the kettlebell I just use for like squats and things now. Yeah, that's only yep. I've had for like two weeks. Right. Um, but I, I mainly use like my two tens or my two eights, and I do it all at home. Mm-hmm. And it's really intense. And she does this. You know, there is an argument saying she could be. She's too intense. She's too fast. You know, but I'm kind of used to that pace now. And doing her workouts and trying to fast for like 20, 22 hours a day, it just being so hungry. Like, right? It was. It wasn't good for. Actually, to be fair, it wasn't good for my digestive system mm-hmm. because I clearly needed quite a lot of calories, right? And to fuel what I was doing, and then I was just trying to have it all in at once. Yeah. And see, I think that's really important. A two-hour window could be the right window for somebody. Yeah. Abs- I mean, I, I also don't know that that you would need, you know, someone would need to do two hours like every day forever. That's that's a very <laughs> short window. I wouldn't be able to eat enough, and I do not do intense workouts. A two-hour window day after day, you know, my body always lets me know. If I am very, very, very busy and have a really short window for a few days, then I have a day where I'm like, I really am hungry, and I'll usually eat two meals, maybe have a six- to eight-hour window even that day because my body lets me know, and I'm used to feeling that. I know. But – you know, we've been trained as in society, you know, no pain, no gain, you know, more is better. And in reality, it's it's not. So you you were feeling really hungry and then it was just too much for your body. Yeah, and I lost a lot of weight. Like, don't get right. me wrong, obviously, like doing the training, doing the fasting, everything. And, but I just thought this isn't right too much. for me. Yeah, so I've kind of, so I adapted it and I kind of, and then I kind of made it more like, 20 hours and but that still wasn't quite working so now I'm at a point where it's more like 19 uh-huh I don't even feels think, better I don't even think about it see you found you found a sweet spot that's working yeah. for you and it's also important to say that your sweet spot can change depending on you know the seasons of how active you are and what you're doing and even the types of food that you're eating at, at different times of the year you know, as, as we eat different things, but you knew, like you knew you weren't feeling good. So what, what were the signs that what you were doing were too much for your body? So I think that certainly my digestive system was not in a good place. I mean, I <laughs> too much detail, but you know, I certainly felt like I was just trying to eat too much at one time. Right. Like, you know, like you, did you feel kind of bloated, bloated or, you know, all of yep. those, all of those things yeah. come with it. And I think that was a real trigger for me and just also really tired. 
like to the point, you know, I'm trying to do work. I'm done this intense workout. My body clearly needs food. Right. And I was just getting so tired because I wasn't, I was doing these workouts, but I wasn't then. You weren't I mean, fueling I, your body no. sufficiently. And I don't believe necessarily that you have to have a protein shake as soon as you've done a workout or something right. else before. Like, no, no, no. Like, we don't need to do any of that. But I need to balance it so that I am giving it enough fuel and nutrients over a sustained amount of time, you know. That's really important. And, you know, I went, I was just at a conference last week and, um, it was healthcare professionals, people in the space, writers, you know, actual practicing doctors were there. It, it was a great group of people. And every, I mean, I was like really the only intermittent fasting person there. And every person I spoke to, we were all like, hey, what do you do? What do you do? And we all, you know, would talk about that. And whenever I would say intermittent fasting, every single person <laughs> said to me, oh, yeah, but what about women? <laughs> you know, because they all have gotten that, the, the messages out there that women need to be extra careful. And intermittent fasting is somehow, you know, like something, you know, a little, a little skeptical about it for women. And I'm like, no, we have lots and lots of women who do amazingly mm-hmm. with intermittent fasting. But what you're talking about is women who are over-restricting for what they're doing. Over-restriction is not good for women. And and the reason I'm telling that story is because that's really what you were doing, you know, and, and your body told you. You were heavily working out and you had a very short window. And so your body let you know, yeah, hey, this is too much for you. And see, you know, for women, over-restriction is not good no matter what the paradigm is. I mean, maybe you are eating eight times a day in tiny little diet meals like so many women do and also working out a ton. That's also not good for a woman's body, right? So it's really important for us to tune in and know when what we're doing is too much because it's so easy to listen to the podcast and hear people say, oh, I have a two-hour window or I have a whatever, a three-hour window, and think that that's some sort of universal goal that everyone should be like shooting for a shorter window, shorter window, shorter window. But that's not the case. It, our bodies are so different. And when you're more active, you need to fuel yourself differently. Yeah, 100%. And I do these workouts five, six times a week. Like it's it's not – it's no – like it's intense so right I definitely would say like if you're that active or you, you plan to be that active then you, you need to figure out what works and that our bodies will let us know yeah 100%. when we're doing too much if you really really listen if you, you started to feel more tired and you didn't feel good and your your digestive system felt bloaty so you're like you know trying to cram in enough fuel in two hours is just really not working for my body right. Nutrients, everything, you know, all those yeah. vegetables. Right? You know, I just want to put it all in and it just it just wasn't working for me. And, it, and you know, if I didn't do that intense exercise, it may have done. And it did exactly. to a certain degree, actually, when I first started doing it. didn't have all those problems. But when I added this in, that's when I realised that I couldn't sustain what I was doing. And I also would be interested to know if perhaps... It, it had to do with how much fat you needed to lose, too. You know, because when you're in the active fat burning, like with your when you're burning more fat because you have a lot of fat to lose, your body is fueling itself from the fat that you're that you're releasing. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned that, you you know, you lost a lot of weight. How much weight did you lose? So on the scales, I think I've lost about, now I'm going to say 
I mean, for me, it's a lot, okay? I know right. other people have obviously lost more. Um, I want to say 30 to 35 kilograms, which is more like 60. Oh, that sounds like a, yeah, that's a lot. 60, 66 maybe pounds. Right. Like I, I, I think I looked at earlier, about six, between 60 and 70 pounds. That's quite a big window, so maybe about say 65 pounds. That's a great deal of weight. I mean, that would make you feel amazing to lose that much weight. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for clean eating, delivering pre-portioned and prepped quality whole foods with limited processed ingredients. Green Chef sends organic, fresh produce, responsibly sourced proteins, and chef-designed recipes in every box for satisfying, nourishing, and convenient meals that fit in beautifully to my cleanish lifestyle, and the food is totally window-worthy. Tonight, we're having barbecue sweet potato tacos with cabbage and carrot slaw, black beans, corn, and cheesy tortillas, and they come with Green Chef's chimichurri sauce. So good. Go to greenchef.com slash ifstories50 and use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com slash ifstories50. And don't forget to use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. Yeah, and I, I do. And I'm... I'm do- I don't, I don't know about you, you've ever had this, or I'm sure some of your listeners have, but I, I still don't see it. Do you ever have that? I get it. All the time. I saw somebody yesterday, she was like, you look amazing. I was like, I'm pretty sure I look like what I did 18 months ago. She's like, no, no, no. You it's really, so really hard to see it in yourself. So I remember, like, I had the opposite problem. Like, when I was gaining all the weight, I didn't really see it as much. Like, I knew, I mean, obviously, I'm, like, buying these big clothes. They're all stretchy. But I didn't really see it day to day in the mirror. Like, I didn't really, in the mirror, realize how big I was. It was the photos that showed me. When I saw the photos, I'm like, what? You know, you don't even really connect it with yourself in the mirror. It's really hard to see the changes in yourself. Are you seeing it in photos? Better than in the clothes. mirror. I'm seeing it in clothes. The yeah. Clothes are deep. And, and look, obviously, I, I do the fasting, but I do, the, you know, I do do the workouts as well. Like there's no denying that. So, I've always been like a UK kind of on the bottom because I have big hips. Right? You're family. a pear shape. That's me. I'm uh, a pear. Yeah, that's that's who we are. We're Asian. We, yep. we, we tend to have those big hips. Um, so I've always been a, um, a, a UK. Either, at my heaviest, probably sixteen. Maybe even 18. I'm trying to think what that is. Let me have a quick look. And when this is maybe did, like a 12 to 14 in America. Yeah, I'm just going to look. So I'm just going to go 
So a UK 16 is about, a, yeah, it's a 14. So a 12, yeah, so a 12 to 14. And I went into a shop the other day with my husband. Well, I did this, I've done this twice in the last two weeks, once with my daughter and once with my husband. And I went into a shop and picked up a size, I mean, I don't know about, again, nothing I used to do. You know, when you suddenly lose it on your waist, but not on your hips, and you can put a skirt over your head, but you can't oh, put it Oh, I do your, know, yes. You can't put it over your hips, but you can put it on over your head, right? And yeah. I went into a shop, I've been to a shop twice in the last two weeks, once with my husband, once with my daughter. And both times I've got in with a pair of jeans on and picked up this size 10 skirt, so that would be... Uh, that like a six i think it's like we go two two like 10 would be six america six and an eight and eight right so, okay okay and i've gone in both times and i've just put this got on over my jeans and, I, and i'm just like and i stood in the shop with my husband the other day and he was like yeah that's you now and i was like no it's hard. Yeah. No, I'll pick up clothes no, even no. still now. I'll pick up clothes and I'm like, this looks tiny and it fits me. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> even it's still. Clothes, it, clothes. Yeah. They look tiny. Yeah. I, I, I still don't get it. I still can't get my head around it. I know. It's, it's crazy. It's absolutely <laughs> so, crazy. So yes, on the scouts, but I'm fully aware that I'm building, that I am building muscle as well. Like, are you still like losing fat or you do you feel like you're exactly where you want to be? I, Okay. I do look at the scales. That, that's a bit of a I mean, not, nothing wrong we, with looking we, at the scales. We will do. I, I do look at the scales. So on the scales, I certainly am in a place where it maybe fluctuates between two kilos, right? Right. Um, but in my clothes, I still feel like they're getting looser. So at some point or another, I'm going to have to go enough. Right. So trying to lose it. You can still obviously fast, but you might need to eat a little bit more. Because I, I actually believe that, I mean, we'll come on to this, but for me now, the fasting is way more than, you know, the weight loss. It's going to be part of Absolutely, 100%. Part of that for yeah. So, so, it is. And, and you you could never go back to eating all day. No. Never. No. Never. So at some point, I am going to have to stop losing weight, I guess. And my mum's always like, stop losing weight. But there's a bit of a fear. There's a bit of a fear. And I'm not sure, you know, I'm sure you've been through this as well, that if you stop doing what you're doing, that you're going to put it back on. Well, you know, it's really think of it like a, a continuum of of like what, you know, like, you know, here you are with your, your you, like a sliding scale, you know, you're not going to just all of a sudden stop fasting. And you're not going to all of a sudden go to like a 12 hour fast. So just like you, you just play with it here and there. And you really do listen to your body. As you get to the point where you're losing less fat, because your body has less to lose, yeah. hunger will naturally ramp up. And you will need more fuel from food. So think of it as like the amount of fuel you need in a day is from your fat plus from the food you eat. And as less is coming from fat, more needs to come from food. So don't be afraid to listen to your hunger and because it will guide you. And really, you know, I can tell always if I have, you know, if I go on trips and eat at restaurants more, I can feel, you know, getting a little fluffier in my midsection. And then yeah. I just know, all right, it's time to kind of dial it back for a little while. But I mean, it's, it's, you just learn to see in your body what's happening and you'll have that fluctuation within a range and you don't freak out if you feel like you're going up a little bit in weight because you've got the tools to dial it back down a little bit. Yeah. I get it. I remember once I was listening to someone, I can't remember what it was, it was a while ago, but I was listening to one of one of your podcasts and you had a you had a guy on and he was saying something about you know I think you must have asked him do you know do you, do you ever worry about going back or you know putting my back on and I was listening to him and and 
as he said it, I said it exactly the same time. I said it out loud, it must have been on the street, but he was like, every single day, I right. worry about that. Yeah. And that's a little bit of a, it feels like a little bit of a prison, if I'm honest. But I guess once I've kind of maintained where I am for a year or so, I'm it gets yeah the feeling the fear goes away because I mean it takes a while. Yeah. I, I think it's grounded. Like like did you did you have the yo yo thing going on? Oh for years for a while. Right years previously, uh, but, ne- but I've never been this shape or my body's never been in this this way ever before. Like I'd lose weight. So you're not, in the not, best shape yeah. ever right now. Yeah. Right. You've never gotten to this best shape before. And so, you know, I remember every time I ever lost weight prior to intermittent fasting, every time I yo-yoed back. Yeah. Every time. And so, you know, if every time you've ever done something, you had an outcome, you think that it's always going to be that way. Well, yeah. I lose it, but then I gain it back or it's going to stop working or I'm going to, I don't know what, I'm going to lose control and just start eating all day again or something. And, you know, you're, you you love the way you feel right now. So you don't want to lose that amazing feeling. So you're not going to stop fasting. You're going to keep doing it. You've got the tools. You know to how to, you know, increase your window, decrease your window till you feel good. So over time... You will get that confidence, I think. Yeah, I hope so because you know this is part of who I am now, and everyone, everyone around me knows it. But I'm not overly restrictive with it. You know, one thing I, I I do love is a breakfast. So sometimes I have breakfast for lunch. Like, whatever, Perfect. But you know, like a hotel breakfast for me is like. Mm. And if we go away, I love that too. I love, I love a hotel breakfast. So I love I, brunch. Oh. So if we ever go away, what I do is I always have breakfast on the first day and then I decide, is this worth it? Is this breakfast going to be worth it for me for the next four or five days or every other day? You know, whatever. More often than not, mm-mm. No, not you had it. it. Not worth that it. That was it. No, yeah. not worth it. It wasn't that great. I didn't miss out on that much. We went away recently, just a bit of a staycation with uh, some family members and this hotel was lovely and they sat us down on the first day it was lovely big wooden round table you know. and they gave us the menu and I was like oh my god this looks amazing I had breakfast every single day I was there because it was amazing it was window worthy it, it was, was worth- so worthy so worthy I was like this is amazing but as soon as I came back set, back to it back yeah. to it so yeah. I have learned and that's but that's come recently I've learned to enjoy food more I think if you'd asked me six months ago I probably wouldn't have done it at all so I I've come a long way in like you know accepting that I can move it around. flex it you yeah. can flex that's the beauty of it I'm going to to we're going to go to the beach house at the end of the month at the end of October we're recording this in October way ahead of time and I'm going with friends from college and you know we love to go to brunch and you know a couple of us are, are intermittent fasters day to day there's one who dabbles a little bit and another one who was interested in it last time I'll be interested to see if she like adopted <laughs> it by the way because I gave her a copy of Fast Feast Repeat and said here read this because she was super interested in <laughs> see how she does <laughs> oh now this is the friend I'm gonna I'm gonna tell something about her she's the friend who initially introduced me to the HCG diet back in the day so what is that, that terrible much? terrible diet diet bless her heart we had that here it's the one where you get hormone it's everywhere it's the hormone shots of hcg which is pregnancy hormone oh dear 
It, I mean, it was a long time ago. We were at, at one of our other friends' home in Virginia, and she was doing the HCG diet, and she'd brought her food. And you go to a doctor, and they give you pregnancy hormone, and you inject yourself. I mean, it sounds insane now that I think about it. So but the whole – I know. And then you eat 500 calories a day. I didn't mention that part for six that. weeks. That <laughs> yeah. 500 calories a day for six weeks. And the theory is that the pregnancy hormone – you know, your body, that it tricks your body into thinking that you're pregnant, and so your metabolism doesn't slow down on the low number of calories, and of course you lose weight very, very quickly. Now, that's the theory. In practice, yes, I lost weight very, very quickly. She had heard about it from her dentist, then she told me about it. Of course, I'm like, woo, that sounds amazing. And then, of course, I went to a doctor and got it and did it and lost a lot of weight. But the yo-yo was insane from that diet. And honestly, it was, wasn't until after that that really I think my metabolism was broken. I do not believe that diet protected my metabolism like the theory claims it's going to because it was after that that I really got into being obese for the first time. But that was the friend who taught me about the after I had forgotten that it was her. But she, I handed her fast feast repeat, you know, because she and I have both struggled. And, yeah. you know, and, and, and of course, I got off that struggle bus in um, – in 2014 and never looked back but she's still a little struggling so hopefully she'll be she'll be doing some fasting but with all that long story to say is that we all love food and you know there's an amazing brunch place in Pauly's Island um, that we actually discovered the last time they were there and I think it was April we went it's called local for anybody who goes to Pauly's Island it's in the, the hammock shops but they have a brunch that goes throughout the afternoon so we can go to have brunch at like one o'clock and so it's not even really, you know, breakfast time. It's by then, you know, we've delayed our window and we're having this amazing brunch. And then we go back to the house and we just eat like charcuterie the rest of the yes. night. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, I'm not, I'm These are my people that they bring like the best snacks in the world. They bring cheeses. And anyway, I, I love these friends because they, they love food and it's a pleasure to be with them. But we still can fit in fasting. Yeah, 100%. And I'm a snacker. I've always been a snacker. That's probably my problem. You know, if I just ate three square meals a day didn't have anything in between I probably would never have had an issue in life but if you ask me what kind of restaurant I want to go to what do I want to eat I want tapas I just want starters me too like I want a snack I want want like a tapas restaurant is like my dream place let's order 40 things (laughs) so you know I've done it all I've done it all like we when you know when I was in my uh, when I was uh, in my early 20s me and my friends used to go to do Weight Watchers we go right we go to the meeting every Wednesday or Thursday we would do this just a typical stop stuff stop stuff stop stuff do do it on plan do exactly and I kid you not every time we went to the burger place straight after yeah well because you did you weigh in at the meeting and then you're like well I waited (laughs) time for a burger I get it those games we played yeah every single time like, oh, so, you know, I've lost weight on Weight Watchers, but as you know, like, gone back. I did Slimming World before I did this round of intermittent fasting. I was coming home, my husband was looking at me like I was a mental case. I was coming home and having, so Heinz baked beans, so baked beans, yeah. Heinz is our mate, right? And they do a low right. sugar, they do a low sugar version. It's horrendous. Oh, I bet it is. Does it have like artificial sweeteners in it? It's horrid. I was just coming home and having a bowl of that for dinner. Like, like I've done it all. We um, when I got married, I did. I mean, I did what I think most people do. I did low carb, right? And I did that probably for about two months before I got married. And I lost a lot of weight. I still, I mean, I still, I've lost more now, but I did lose a lot of weight. 
the day after our wedding, we, we, went, we, went, to, we went to this Italian restaurant and I just ate everything. And then on the way home, just go out, grab like bags of crisps, so chips, you know, like loads of right. bags of crisps. And just because I love crisps and I, I just ate and ate and ate and it was like there was no off button. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just, and then it just went all the way back downhill again. Yeah. You know, I really think when when we over-restrict something that our body needs, you know, someone else might have a different theory. Someone who thinks lo- that everyone in the world should be low-carb might say, see, that proves that carbs are addictive and that no one should eat them. I don't happen to feel that way. <laughs> I think, well, first of all, ultra-processed foods do have that addictive quality, yeah, like the, the chips that we love. But I really think, like, like, my brain didn't feel good when I was doing low carb. And so when I when I reintroduced carbs, my brain felt better. I mean, like, like you know, serotonin, whatever, yeah. or whatever it does. But, you know, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that, um, you know, we're meant to eat and to be able to handle carbs from nature. 100%. You know, every society in the world. I mean, there may be societies, you know, like the – Inuits, whatever, and you know, in the Arctic, or they they may have a low carb most of the year. But as soon as the things are available, if anything they can find, they eat them if they if they're available. You know, we we seek them out anyway. I, you know, I've done it all. And then when my sister in law got married, um, I then did five two. Yeah, again, I, that was big in the UK. Yeah, That's where it really started. Big. And I lost weight. There's again, no denying that I lost weight for my sister in law's wedding. I looked good. It was. Again, not as good as I do now, but I, don't, I definitely lost weight. But it, it's, I don't know about you, but it's a different kind of losing weight. It's like your well, body it's that body slow. recomposition. Yeah. yeah. And I did lose weight, but I did it for the day. Yeah. You have a day in yeah. mind. It's not a long-term thing. It's not a lifestyle thing. It's a, you're doing it for your day, right? Or right. You're doing it for an event or holiday. And then straight after, there's no, there's no incentive anymore. It's like a light switch on, light switch off. Yeah. Those kind of plans, yeah. And I, to backtrack what I was talking about with carbs a minute ago, anyone who chooses low carb because it feels great to them and they do it as a lifestyle, I, that's not what I'm talking about. Because I 100% believe that there are people who feel better when they do low carb and that's what their body loves. But what I'm talking about is those of us who try to force ourselves to do it because we think it's going to work for long term and then we realize we feel better with carbs. That, that's all I was saying with that. Because I absolutely respect that we're different. Yeah, and everyone, it's all work for one person. Exactly. Exactly. But if if you're the person who really tried to force yourself to do low carb because you thought it was better, but you didn't feel better, and then you started eating carbs, and it's like, oh, I feel so much, you know, I got to eat these carbs. That's your body telling you. Again, we can listen to our bodies and hear what works for us. um, He's a great believer in some things will work better for you from where, you know, because of where your origins are. So he really believes that he doesn't do well with potatoes, for example, but rice just works so much better for him and he doesn't feel bloated and etc so you know because that's our origins because we come from an Indian background he's a real believer in you know certain foods will work will just work best for you just because of where you, where you, you know a hundred percent believe that you know wanted you to yeah come from. so well because your ancestors adapted to the foods that were available to you and you know now in this modern world we move all around you know, we eat everything because, you know, we, you know, like I love Indian food. I'm not Indian, but it's delicious, you know, and I'm so glad to be able to eat it. But, you know, my ancestors were eating whatever they ate in Ireland, you know, <laughs> potatoes <laughs> yeah. with cream yeah. and huh, that works well for me. Surprise, yeah. surprise. So 
so, I really, really believe it. I think there's, I definitely, I think there's been some work done on it, but I think, but I mean, yeah, I think there is, um, I think there's some proof in that for sure. Sure. We adapted to it. Our, our ancestors adapted to what was eating or what, what was available. And they were eating what was available in their, their local environment. So I think looking to those clues, you know, it, it can certainly, and not to say we can't adapt to eating different things. You know, our gut microbiome certainly can, but you know, there's certain genes related to how well you do with carbs. And it had to do with, you know, where your ancestors lived, you know, and whether they were, you know, more agricultural, for example. Yeah, 100%. it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really fascinating. I think I think that people should always experiment just because you know, I can't necessarily work for me. I think it's you know experiment with with different things and see what does work for you. I think so too. And you know, that that light bulb was the biggest shift for me personally. You know, when I realized, because I'd always read those diet books, you know, I talk about this in my books, but I'd always read diet books where the author is like, here's what everyone in the world should eat. And it's really just what makes them feel the best. And as soon as I realized that, I'm like, that's just so funny. (laughs) When you realize that every one of these people are writing these diet books because they have found their amazing best way of eating. And so they're like, well, here it is. These are the foods. And then they can show why it's the best way for everybody to eat. And then I would try those diets and I felt terrible. It didn't work for me. I gained weight. And, And I'm like, how could this be true? And it's just funny. So that's when I decided I would never tell people what to eat. <laughs> yeah, and it's never a one size fits all, right? So no, like, it just no. it just it just can't be. But you know, I, I think I've got a long I've been on a long journey with food, with my weight, with myself. Can you share how old you are? So I'm forty two now. Forty two. Okay, because you're gorgeous. I uh, wasn't sure. I thought you might be in your thirties, but get away with it. Losing the weight, it helps. <laughs> uh, but eight year old daughter. Okay. I think I told you on my email that I've also um, suffered with alopecia in my life. Okay, well. I, I don't remember from the email, so, yeah. so tell us about that. So I think I we'll never know really. It could have been diet, it could have been lifestyle. You know, in my twenties, I was out drinking, and eating. You know, it could have been probably not right. nutrients. It could have been anything. So. I had bouts of alopecia, and I think you know my mom was. And for anyone who doesn't know, that's uh, hair loss. That's hair loss. Yeah, um, my mom was tearing her hair about taking me to every doctor going. Trying this, trying that, acupuncture my head, but nothing really worked. Wow! And so, um, so we kind of just accepted it because it, it is an it's an immune response, right? So you just think about that's what it is. And for for most of the last kind of fifteen or so years, or so I wore a hair system, and I had a lady that came to my house, and she um, it's basically a mesh. And you just and it would always stick, stick on your hair. So you could swim with it, you could wash it, you could do everything with it. Right, brilliant. But um, it would always look great for probably about a few weeks. But it, it after a while, it didn't. And then obviously, lockdown, and I bet it was it itchy, it, itchy and here. Because see, I can't even back. wear a hat or a scarf because it drives me crazy. I cannot imagine how that would feel to have something on your head all the time. Right. And it did look very natural when I first would have it done. It would always look great. So, you know, if I ever had an event, I'd try and time having it done around that. Um, but obviously, then lockdown happened, and she couldn't come. So I was like, what am I going to do? <laughs> so I just thought, you know, and this is when I was like, kind of six months into the fasting. I was like, okay, look, everyone was like, give it a try, give it a go. So I thought, like, well, what am I going to do? I'm not going to walk around like this. I'm not going to sit on work calls, you know, with like not very much hair. So I decided to invest in some decent wigs, and that's, and 
now my hair, we've got to a point now where my hair is growing back underneath. I mean, That's this amazing. Is, this is weird. But it is, I mean, I did recently just shave it a little bit off because it was, it was growing so much. That I could, so I've got to find that happy medium where okay. I let it grow, but also when I start to let it grow too much, this starts to sit. I'm talking about my hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that makes So you're you're having you're having more hair growth than you had before. Absolutely. And I do think part of it is down to the fasting. A, That's a amazing. Part, I think a huge part yeah. of it is. I think that for me, the health benefits have, oh my God. Well, tell us about it. That's my favorite part. Somebody sent me an email and it was kind of crazy. I don't really know where this person came from, but she said, I don't like your podcast because all you care about is how much weight people lose. And I'm like, I am so surprised that someone got that from listening to the Mm -hmm. podcast because I feel like we celebrate health victories. I mean, weight loss is, is we come for the weight loss. We stick around for the health benefits. A lot of us. Right. But that was such surprising feedback. And so I was like, huh. (laughs) Anyway, the health benefits are actually my favorite thing. Yeah. I mean, anyone listening who thinks I only care about weight, that's not true. No, absolutely not. And I just think, you know, your body needs rest. It needs to be able to regenerate cells, which is obviously what we do when we're fasting. Right. So, um, the hair, obviously, for me, is massive, and I'm going to see that through. Quite how I'm going to do that, I'm not sure yet, but we you know we're going to see that through. Um, I get, I've had very, I mean, touch wood, I've had very little, you know, flu, colds, or I mean, I always had a cold. Me too. I was always getting an ear infection, and you know, as a teacher, I was around everything. And I would go to the urgent care and get an antibiotic several times a year. And I have not been to the doctor for illness since 2015. Same. I don't know. I drove past my doctor the other day. Things that even open. Like I haven't even been in. But like honestly, again, massively touch wood because you know I don't want to use that But I've not, and I've just. But I did have COVID a few weeks ago. We can talk about that in a minute. But overall, I have not got a cold. I've not got sick. I, my energy levels are through the roof. You know, I feel amazing. Right. And I put it more down to the fasting than I do. With the exercise because I've done both I've, I've done it where I've been on holiday gone to the gym and then had a breakfast afterwards it doesn't doesn't feel as good right so I know that my energy levels and where I'm kind of I get up at half five every day that's my choice that's not that was just where I will it works for me to get a workout in before my daughter gets up so that's what works for me um but unless I've had a big weekend it doesn't it's not much of a struggle yeah, yeah that to, makes sense. I go to sense. bed fairly early, you know, nine thirty ten. But I, you know, I can do it, and it's not too much of a struggle. People, are, oh my god, you kept so early. <laughs> that's me too though. I'm an early, early getter upper. It just feels natural. Lunch time, and I feel great. Right. I do yeah. my workout. Yeah. I do my work at school. Yeah. I work at home. I go for a walk. I, I do all this stuff, and I just think I just. Don't what time do you get up? So I get up at half five. Okay. I work out. You do kind of six or seven ish. I get my daughter up, I get her ready, I get to school. We leave for her school quite early because her school is not that close to us. About 20 minute, 20 minute drive. Drop her off, come back. I go for, I try and go for, this is pure pandemic, so pure not going into the office. Um, and then I go for a walk. Half an hour walk and then I log on. But now we've started to go back two or three days a week. Although I'm not That's sure. That's good. What, what, I know. It, feel, it feels better to be getting back to normal, yeah, right? sure. So, although I'm not sure what my new work will be like but I think the same I think it'll be roughly two to three times a week and you know that that day I just don't get a walk in which is which is fine you know um 
So I just feel like the health benefits is not having the colds, con- constant cold all the time. Really bad. <laughs> um, I just, I mean, I just feel, I just feel good. I feel energized. And you know, I worked in this really stressful environment, working on COVID comms. It was not easy. Right. Oh, I cannot even imagine. I did feel like this gave me some control. You know, you, you're in a national pandemic. You don't know what's what. You don't know what's real, what's not. Things are changing. People are saying all these different things. You're at home. I'm working on the government communications. I've got a daughter who I'm homeschooling. And this gave me some control. This was the thing that I could control in my day. And, and it, it freed up your day. And it frees up my day. Instead I don't of have like, because can you imagine <laughs> if every like two hours you're like, I need to have a snack now, I and mean, you're yeah. like, can't. And also, I, you know, I didn't realize you know how much of a brain fog I was in all the time prior to fasting. You know, I was just talking to to somebody yesterday about this and how I would wake up in the morning and I didn't feel good, and I would have you know my breakfast, then have my milky coffee, my latte, and then I would have a snack, then I would have more coffee, then I would have lunch, and I mean it was constant, and I just felt like I was chasing anything that would make my brain feel better, right? Like the coffee, the sugar, the snack. But with fasting, you don't need to make your brain feel better. No, and it, it just, just feels, feels good. good all the time. Yeah. It's, it's, I'll tell you what, it is incredible. It is incredible, the benefits and how I feel. And then, you know, three weeks ago, we did we did all, we did all get COVID. We did all, you know, we managed to go this far, but, you know, eventually it came home from school. So it, it did. Uh, it caught us eventually. And, uh, you know, we, 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 fortunately, we also had it after being vaccinated. So, you know, that, you, you know, you think you're not going to start for that. Obviously, my daughter hasn't been vaccinated. So she had it fairly first. Yeah, she had it bad. She, she got it bad, but not like really bad, but, you know, not, she wasn't right. great. Um, and then when I got it, and, you know, and this is a massive caveat because everybody who gets COVID gets it differently, right? So, huge, huge caveat here, but I managed to fast while I still had COVID, and I felt that that was okay for me. And I felt that. Yeah, I'm was a, a big for me. believer. And listen to your body. You know, we don't have a study of fasting with COVID versus not fasting with COVID where they compare. We don't have that. Um, so we don't. We can't say, here's what the science tells us about fasting with COVID. Although there was a, a, um, an article that came out early on in some journal that, like, talked about intermittent fasting as an approach to help prevent serious COVID. So I, I read that in a, in a medical journal early on. But a lot of it's theoretical. But... I'm a big believer, you've heard me say it a million times, that our bodies tell us what to do. So, you know, if if I were to get sick with anything, COVID, the flu, a cold, stomach, anything, I would really listen to my body and see what, sometimes when I'm sick, I just start craving orange juice. (laughs) I never drink orange juice, ever. Like I do not, we don't have orange juice, I don't drink it. And I'm not just like psychologically like thinking orange juice is amazing and I must, it's magical. No, but I literally crave it when I'm sick. My body, you know, think about, you know, pregnant women that start eating clay because they have pica because their body's craving certain minerals. They're eating these non-food items because their body needs something. 
I believe that our bodies tell us. So if I start, cra- you know, if I'm sick and I start craving orange juice, I'm like, Chad, go to the store and get me orange juice and make sure it has a lot of pulp. Because <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah, you, know? you need it. You need it. Yeah. So so listen to your body. 100%. And I do feel like I had a faith. Speedy recovery. I actually managed to work. I had to work calls while I was, you know, while I, while I was down with COVID. I managed to, I was like, you know, I was fortunate. And I think that, you know, that is down to vaccine rollout, but also the fact that, I think that I give my body a chance to regenerate itself on a daily basis. And it took me one week and then I was completely back to normal. So, you know, and, and, and I that's my belief, you know, it could be a hundred of different reasons, but I just do believe that everything I've done in the last two years has helped me to have that really strong body. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx Service Guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, the coldest case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Yeah, because our, our bodies, you know, are designed to have an immune system that helps us deal with things. And fasting is a way of strengthening that immune system because it's like it just gives your body time to deal with things because it's not always digesting. And that was what it, it talked about in the article that I read um, about about fasting and COVID that the, the theory was it, it gives your body more time to – to, to, to clean things up, right? And we know about autophagy. We know about cleaning things up. We know. And so theoretically, you know, that, that could definitely, that could be there. And, you know, I've remained well. I've had a couple little minor things. I'm like, wonder if this is COVID. <laughs> In fact, one time I even went and got a test. I didn't know. I was like, this might be COVID. I was about to go on a trip and I felt like I was going to come down with a little cold. And I'm like, well, I better just make sure. I don't want to go on this trip. And like, here I am giving you all COVID, right? So I went and got a test. They're like, not COVID. I'm like, great. Um, but, you know, who knows? Just little things here and there, but I haven't been super sick. Like I said, I haven't been to the doctor for an illness since 2015. And that one, it was the flu. And of course, I wasn't fasting clean at that time. That was before I'd read the obesity code, obviously, because it wasn't out yet. Didn't know about that. I was my little dirty faster. Didn't know <laughs> it. But I, I got the flu and I actually didn't think it was the flu. 
because I didn't feel as sick as I had before when I had the flu. So I was like, I think I had, I thought I had like maybe a infection, throat, and I didn't know. So I went to the doctor and I'm like, I think I have an infection. And she's like, let's do a test. She's like, nope, it's the flu. I'm like, no way. I was surprised because I didn't feel that sick. So thank you, fasting. Fasting all the time. I just, I just, I feel good. And you know what? Sometimes in your head you think, you know, I'm going to have a really naughty day today. I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to care. But it's so innate. Obviously, I talked about the holidays and making those choices, but most of it's so innate. So I got up this morning, feel terrible, obviously. And well, because I was out last night and my husband said to me, oh, I'm going to order breakfast. Do you want anything? And I was like, where are you ordering it from? And he said, oh, either McDonald's or here. And I was like, thought about it for about 30 seconds and was like, no. They're not worth it. I'm good. Not window worthy. That's all right. That's that's, I'm good. So so even though I quite often feel like, you know, I'm going to not, I'm going to end up doing something to ruin it all or, you know, I just don't end up doing it. And I say to him, yeah, we've got, I say to him, there's a three, you know, we do three things every day that we try to do to try and keep healthy. We fast. He fasts not as much as I do, but he has a black coffee in the morning. And some days he'll just fast more than others. I mean, he doesn't have any set routine. We fast, we go for a walk, and we do some form of exercise, you know. And I said to him, no matter what, whatever happens, unless you're sick, you're sick, you're sick. But if you've been out drinking and having a heavy night or whatever it may be, always aim for at least one out of three. Yeah, that's it. I think that's great. One out of three. And today I've managed the fasting. I've managed neither of the other two. And that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. Celebratory under the weather. I've been there. So I'm like one out of three. And, you know, and I was, most times I tick off too. Most, most times it's fasting and walking. And I can tick those two off. Yeah. And I know that I've done good for me. Yep. I have my yep. three things. And most, you know, when I'm, when, and then two days later I'm back to doing all three again. So I, say to, I always say to him, one out of three, we can do. We can definitely do. But, yeah, I, he, he has adopted it as well. And he, he loves it. He has his black coffee in the morning or black, oh, black mm-hmm. tea. In fact, he doesn't have milk in his coffee or tea at all anymore. I mean, yeah. I do. I, I still go and have a nice cup of coffee if I broke my fast somewhere or, or whatever. But he, Later in the day. Yeah, I'll the still day. have even – there There have been times that I've enjoyed a latte yeah. later in yeah. the day. You know, it's, it's a it's a hot milkshake. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I love it. I don't tend to do it in the week because I tend not to have a coffee after like 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I haven't yeah. broken my fast then. But at the weekend, right. I want to stay up a bit later – I'll have a nice mm-hmm. coffee at lunchtime. It's nice. Um, he, yeah, he's adopted it, and he, he Love might, it. he might call himself a faster, but he does do it. He definitely does it. So, I think it's become so innate in us. It's so part of. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. I think when I first contacted you, it was still. I was still thinking about it a lot, and I was. It was still yes. a thing that I was doing. Whereas this is now just part of who I am. Which is the which is why it's a blessing, I think, that we have to wait so long to get to the you. Like when I have people signed up for yeah. interviews, it ha- we have to wait because I feel like you you can speak about it more after you've been doing it for a yeah, while. 100%. I, I get a lot of really excited emails from people who are new to fasting. Okay, and I've yeah. got such a, you know, lineup and then I've got so many people that want to come on the podcast, which is amazing. Yeah. Right. To ha- it's a good problem to have. I love this problem. Too many, too many people want to tell their stories. Um. But and so I'll postpone. I'm like, well, email me back because I'm all booked. And the people who email me back are going to have a good story. Yeah. 
And and if you're willing to wait to tell it, then it's going to be a good story. And, I, and my story's evolved since my first Exactly. Message. When I first messaged you, I said to you, oh, I think I'm fasting too much. I need to find the balance because I'm doing this exercise. And actually, since then, I've figured it I've figured it out. And I figured out that 19 hours for me on a, overall just really works. I really think, you know, I don't count anymore. And I don't, I don't add it up. I don't really know. But I do think that probably... If I if I did sit down and record my times, I think I probably pivot around to nineteen five as well. Some days it's seven, some days it's two, some days it's four. Some, but I think it probably pivots around that nineteen five. That's just what feels good to me. Yeah, and I eat um, in terms of like the kind of meals I eat. I I've got I'm obsessed with oats. So it's, it's very bizarre, but I'm obsessed with a good bowl of porridge. So I tend to, when I'm at home, have a, like a nice bowl of porridge with like loads of fruit and cinnamon in it around lunchtime. With it, and then I have some like you know some fruit with that, and then I have a, like a proper meal in the evening. But at the weekends, I'm very different. I won't. I will break my fast a little bit later potentially, and then I won't necessarily have a massive meal. I will have my snack. So yeah, in the evening, and that's fine. That's what, and that's what I like to do. That's what that's what I love. That kind of thing too. Like I love I love a snack plate. Yeah, and I just work a charcuterie I, board. I don't want to be restricted anymore, and this allows me not to be restricted, and it allows me. To uh, yeah, to that's do the that. biggest the biggest thing that there's really no no guilt. Nothing is off limits. You eat what feels good. Now, have have you changed as far as like the foods that you gravitate towards? Yeah. So obviously, like, like I said, I like to do a little bit of snacking at the weekend when the little ones in bed, and I'm you know because I feel like I go to bed so early in the week. That's my time to like you know really like relax and I, and I enjoy it and I do enjoy that. But you know, I just I, we I said I opened my freezer the other day and I said to my husband, I don't when was the last time we bought freezer food. Because this, this freezer is chocker. Like, we don't buy any nuggets, any fish fingers, any, like, not just you know, for, for her as well, right? So we haven't bought any of that in so long. It's just piling up. And he was like, I know, he goes, we just, we, I make so much more fresh food. Yeah, it really is amazing. We used to always have hot dogs. Do you do you yeah, have hot dogs? Yeah, yeah. Do you, what do you call do you call them sausages or no, something? They're Frankfurters, aren't they? Like they're Frank- okay, Frankfurters. Yeah. yeah, we used to always have hot dogs in in the fridge and buns and and Chad would buy them, but I would snack on a hot dog. We haven't bought hot dogs in like I can't even think of how many years it's been. Like I don't even think we've had them. We've been in this house since 2019. I don't think we've bought them a single time since we've been in this house. But we always had hot dogs yeah. in the fridge, like always. It's not and now neither of us are eating them at all. And although I did have one this summer, I was at a restaurant at the beach, and my sister and I went and had lunch. It was one of those days, and we were oceanfront it was a restaurant I wanted to try and it you know it wasn't really the kind of food I wanted but they had hot dogs on the menu and I had a hot dog with chili and slaw and onions (laughs) and it was amazing and I also got fries with it and the fries were terrible you could tell that the the oil that they used to fry them in was bad so I was like I didn't eat the fries but that hot dog was really good yeah (laughs) and you you appreciate it now I I just now my shopping trolley is like broccoli and apples and I just I'm really hot and all that stuff, and I just, you know, I cook fresh, you know, you know, it's easy with the kids, right? Like on a Friday, we will, we'll, we'll, we'll say you want to take away, or you know, you want some oven food, fine. But generally during the week now, I'm like, I, I, I'm just always cooking for her, or the grandparents, like, you know, one or two, but we have a lot of support. But I, we just have changed the way that we eat 
And it happens naturally without you having to force it. That's the beauty of it. I didn't say, oh, we probably shouldn't eat hot dogs because they're really, really terrible for you. Mm. I mean, they are. They're not good food. (laughs) They're full of junk. They're not. But we didn't, like, make the decision to stop doing it. It just all of a sudden we weren't – we just – and we didn't even realize it. You just gravitate towards – better food because i really think again it's that our bodies direct us once we get back in in connection with ourselves our bodies are like you really need to eat you know some broccoli like you said yeah broccoli sounds amazing it does it tastes good yeah <laughs> you love it it is so good yeah so, you know, roast it in the oven yeah. toss it with and you know i used to always have to have like you know something to dip it in like ranch dressing i don't know but now you just want it roasted with some olive oil yeah. salt and pepper and, and that's it and you're good to go aren't you so i just yeah i do feel like food choice choices have changed dramatically honestly the way i used to eat was so bad me too so bad. yeah but the beauty of it is we haven't had to force it. Every other time in the past, I would try to adopt an eating style because I felt like I had to. And it was like, yeah, <laughs> but I would always end up. Yeah. <laughs> but this time it's been effortless. And I really think it's the fasting that, that got me in tune. We are almost out of time. <laughs> I know. So what would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting? Or what do you wish you knew when you first started? So I think the first thing is, Give it a chance. Nothing's ever going to happen on day one, right? So that's the first thing, right? So give it a chance. Give it a chance and then figure out what works for you. And don't put too much pressure on yourself. I think that's really key. I love that. Because people do. They put so much pressure on themselves and they, you know, you can see it in the in the communities where they are like really, really like on day seven and freaking out and feeling like they're failing. There is no failing on day seven. And And there's no failing on day 77 either. It's a journey of learning. It's a journey of learning. And the other thing I've learned is something has to be longevity, right? If it's ever ever going to work, it has to be, has to be longevity. The key of habits is everything. And habits, habits can take up to three months to form properly, like proper habits. Like if you're going to do it every single day, so you've got to give yourself that chance, not put too much pressure on yourself, and just try and keep to the habit. The rest will follow. Absolutely. And I, I really think that your story, the, the the lesson that we talked about early on about listening to your body if you're trying to do too much and then scaling back because, you know, there is no prize for who can fast the longest and exercise the most. In fact, there might be a consequence yeah, yeah. instead it's of a prize. It's not good for you to overdo it. And what overdoing it looks like is different for us all. Yeah. And so. and it, it, it can it can change. So just be responsive to how you feel. And feeling great is always a good sign. Always, always. And just be, and be uh, you know, be ready to adapt. Be ready to be flexible. Be ready to continue living your life. Because if you restrict it too much, you just every other restricted diet. Yeah. Well, that, that that wonderful vacation you went on and you had breakfast every day, you weren't feeling guilty about that. Oh, no, I was terrible. I, I fell off the wagon. You didn't. You didn't fall off a wagon. There's no wagon. You made a choice. You're like, I'm going to have this amazing breakfast because I can't have this every day. And it's worth it. 100% worth it. Whereas when we went to Spain in the summer, which we, you know, we were very fortunate to be able to do this year, you know, we had this big, massive, all-inclusive buffet for breakfast. And day one, I had it. And day two, I was like, mm. no, that didn't do it for you. No, yeah. Not, that yeah. Great, not great. 
And just because it was free or all inclusive, yeah, right? You some sometimes you would feel like you had to do it, but you're like, I don't care how, if it's free. I no. don't want it. So yeah, I would just say to people, give it a chance, form the habits, do what's right for you, and you know, remember that you know you still have to live your life. And yeah, there's always going to be birthdays well, and anniversaries yeah. and Christmases, and you, you just got to work around it. Absolutely. Well, Mandy, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.